You're listening to The Sigrun Show, episode number 460. In this episode, I talk about how to ask better questions to improve your life and business. The quality of your questions determines the quality of your life. It's a quote from Tony Robbins. I truly believe that you can design your life and business the way you want, and that the quality of your life and business is not based on your background, education, or circumstances, but on how determined you are to improve both your life and business. Asking yourself better questions will help you do this, and that's exactly what this episode is about. But before we dive in, I have a question for you. Are you ready for more in life and business? Do you want to earn more and work less? The mantra of earning more and working less isn't a myth. It's all about scaling up your business the right way. So if you find yourself in the overworked trap, then I can help. I invite you to apply to receive a personal assessment from one of my expert coaches, where they'll help you figure out the steps to take to get out of that trap. Go to the show notes at sign.com forward slash 460 to apply for a free assessment. We all have one question that we ask ourselves all the time. This one question has a huge influence on our lives and businesses. If you ask yourself a good question, it will improve your life and business. If you ask yourself a bad question, it will deteriorate your life and business. How do you know what your one question is? It's the last question that is on your mind before you go to bed at night. And it's the first question that you ask yourself when you wake up in the morning. It is a question that pops up again and again throughout your day without you really thinking about it. If something goes wrong, it pops up. If something goes right, it pops up too. Tony Robbins calls this our primary question. My primary question is, how can this be better? And Tony Robbins' primary question is, how can I make this better? There's a subtle difference between these two questions. I'm constantly looking to not just improve my life and business, but also everything else in the world. Then I ask myself, what can I do about it? If I cannot do anything about it, I let it go. If I can do something about it, then I get into action. As an example, I tend to get involved in the apartment buildings I live in. I see what needs to get done and I get involved. I get myself voted into the board and I take action. Instead of possibly blaming other people for not doing anything about it, I actually do something about it myself because I want to make things better. My primary question has served me very well, but it is also sometimes a burden as I constantly see things to improve. But I wouldn't want to have it any other way as it makes me who I am. And I wouldn't be where I am today if I didn't have this primary question. What really helps me is also to realize that I have a primary question. So whenever it pops up and I feel it's not serving me, I can actually recognize it 
and let it go. Now, just imagine a person who wakes up in the morning and says to herself, what can I be grateful for today? Then imagine another person who wakes up in the morning and says to herself, why do I always fail? As you can imagine, the lives of these two people are very different. One is constantly looking for ways to be more grateful and therefore attracts more and more abundance into her life. And the other one is always looking at her mistakes and expecting the next thing to fail too. Your primary question is the most important question in your life. And therefore, it is so important to check with yourself what your primary question is. And if your primary question is not a good one, then to explore what you can do to change it. Changing your primary question is not easy, but it's totally possible. Like anything else in life, anything is possible and it's also possible to change your primary question. First, you need to look at where it's coming from. It's very likely that something happened very early on in your life that led to this primary question. And once you've understood where it comes from, you can start to work on it. This will not happen overnight, not in one week, and maybe not even one month. But it's coming up with a primary question that you actually do want to have and giving yourself that as a mantra while you're still working on resolving the issue with the old question. Maybe some deep-rooted things that you haven't resolved or even questioned before. And once you start to question them, you can resolve that old story and create a new story with your new primary question. But besides your primary question, there are many other questions you can ask yourself to improve your life and business. I like the question, why not me? It's a great question to ask yourself anytime you have big dreams, and especially if you have big dreams and you doubt that you can make them true for yourselves. I want to give you an example. In 2016, I was in my third year of business and things were going well, but I was far away from making my million. Well, so I thought, actually, I made it the year later. But in my mind, I was not yet so successful that I could think about buying a new apartment or even buying a luxury apartment, or even buying a penthouse. I had an apartment in Iceland that was nice, but not really what I dreamt of. And only five minutes away from where I lived in Iceland, they were building a beautiful new apartment building with several penthouses and with actually with some apartments with pretty big uh, open rooftop terraces. And I remember looking at the advertisement in the newspaper and driving by this house multiple times, looking at these million dollar penthouses and thinking to myself, wow, it would be so nice to live in one of those penthouses. But at the same time, my lizard brain said to me, that's not for you. That's for the others. That's for the people who have more money. People who have actually, you know, some wealth, some assets, money in the bank. Not for someone who is building a company and 
not earning enough yet. So the lizard brain was being pretty successful, convincing me of that this is not for me. And I didn't even attempt, I didn't even look at my finances to see if I can afford one of those beautiful apartments. I just looked at one apartment after the other being sold. And at some point there was none left. And I kept on living my life. And the year after I made a million dollars and fantastic. But you know, you have a lot of costs on the other side. And you know, I was paying down the mortgage of my flat that I bought 20 years ago. I was paying student loans. There were other costs coming up. And the idea of buying a, a brand new apartment, I let it go. We fast forward to 2020 and I am scrolling through Facebook and I see a friend of mine post one of those penthouse apartments for sale. And I had definitely grown a lot in those three, four years that passed. And I looked at this apartment and I was like, wow, I would love to live there. Wouldn't that be amazing? And what struck me though, was that in the real estate ad, they didn't have a price. And you know, when there's not a price, that normally means it's very expensive. And they're hoping that someone makes a stupid offer so that they can take that. And I don't like that. I like to have a fixed price on things that I buy, but I couldn't let this go. I, I, I would think about this every day, go back to the Facebook post and, and find this in the real estate ads. Two, three days went past and then I sent a message. Facebook message to my friend first because I knew this was the, her sister selling it. And then the sister sent me a message and suddenly I was on the way to look at the apartment. I had not looked at my finances, but I had asked myself a better question. Why not me? Yes, I was in a different place financially. It was more likely that I was going to afford this apartment than three years earlier. But still, why not me? It is not always the others because you are the others too. Well, I looked at the apartment. I found out through the real estate agent approximately the price they were expecting I went to the bank, I asked for a loan. The bank said, no, because you don't live in Iceland. Then I asked the bank, what if I move to Iceland? Can you give me a loan? The bank said, no, because you are having salary from Switzerland through my Swiss company. The computer says no. I could have bought the apartment potentially by selling my old one that I bought 20 years ago. But I have been thinking about how do you create financial freedom? How do you create assets? It is by buying new things with loans and keeping what you have before. And so I got very determined to find a way. Well, as luck will have it, the same day as I get a no from the bank, I have a lunch appointment with a guy who is an entrepreneur and teaches people how to start companies offline, traditional uh, business training. 
And I thought he was just going to ask me about online business. But then I tell him the story from the bank that I cannot get a loan because I'm legally resident in Switzerland and receiving salary from Switzerland. So in Iceland, I cannot get a loan or mortgage for an apartment. And then he said, you just start a company. You start a new Icelandic company and you put your old apartment into it. That is your asset. And then you go to the bank and they will give you a loan. And I couldn't believe my ears. Uh, this was happening on a Thursday, I think. I immediately contacted the banks the next day. I got some quick appointments right away and some appointments the next week. I talked to three banks and they all confirmed what my new friend told me that you can get a loan for a brand new company if you just have some background assets, which I had through my old apartment. And so to make a long story short, I have now a real estate company in Iceland with two apartments and there's a loan on it. And even since I have taken the loan a year ago, I've been able to pay it down substantially. So I owe about 30% of the assets that I own. There's only a mortgage on 30% of it. And that means I can soon buy the third one. And imagine the person that only a few years ago looked at these new apartment building and the penthouses, these million dollar penthouses and thought to herself, oh, this is not for me. Instead, I became the person that says, why not me? And I'm sitting in my penthouse apartment. I moved in in November. I'm still finishing decorating because I'm making it just right for me. I don't, I don't want to say perfect because I don't like perfect, but I'm taking it slow. I put paintings up a couple of weeks ago. Later this week, I'm actually looking at another painting to get in the apartment and I'm truly enjoying my penthouse because I asked the question, why not me? Another question you can ask yourself to improve your life and business is what if? Now, it sounds so simple. What if? You can say this in all kinds of ways, like, what if I make that phone call? What if I show up at that concert? What if I go to that exhibition? What if I write that email? What if I pitch myself? And if you're having doubts in terms of taking some action, this question really helps, and especially, you know, if you have deeper doubts and you say, what is the worst thing that can happen? If I make that phone call, what's the worst thing that can happen? They can say no. What if I ask for a loan and they say no? Mm, I'll just find another way. But what if is the start of so many great things? In 2003, I made a life-changing phone call because I used this sentence, what if? It's a short sentence, what if? I had been working for one year in a web design company. We had our own CRM, this was before WordPress, or maybe WordPress was out, but not known yet. And one day the company gets sold and 
few days later, I start to get the crazy idea I could become the next CEO. And this idea wouldn't let, well, I didn't let go of the idea. It came back to me again and again. And so I figure out what I need to do to be considered as a CEO. They asked me to write a two-page memo. I send it in. Then I hear nothing from them. I take one day off from work to study for an exam. I was studying computer science on the side. Exactly that day, the new owner comes to visit the company. My sister calls me and tells me, the new owner is here, but you're not here. And I realized, if I don't get a hold of the new owner today, I've lost my chance at this opportunity. So what if, what if I make that phone call, figure out his phone number and call him today? What if? Can I then become a CEO? What if I don't do it? Well, we know the answer to that. Then nothing will change. Nothing will happen. What if? I made that phone call and I became a CEO. And I was a CEO for 10 years before I started my own business. What if? It's a great question. Another great question is, how can I make this happen? I could have used that too when it came to wanting to be a CEO. How can I make this happen? I did several things. I figured out who had bought the company. I got in touch with uh, a team member at the company to ask what I needed to do. So how can I make this happen? But this question also often comes to mind when I think of people who are on the fence of investing in themselves. They think they don't have time. They think they don't have money. They think they don't have the skills. But instead of making up all these excuses, because it's really at the end of the day about priority and not about time, money, or skills, we know that. But what if you ask yourself a more empowering question? How can I make this happen? I had been a CEO for about, let me say, two and a half, three years, and I had been promoted to another company. And there, I realized that not having a business background was starting to, yeah, I would say maybe not hurt me, but not help me at least. And I started to have this idea that I should get myself an MBA degree. And I wanted to do that abroad. I was living in Iceland and the people I was working for had businesses in the UK. And I thought, hmm, I think it's a great idea if I want to continue working for those people to get a degree uh, in the UK. But actually, what really drove me to go to London versus studying an, uh, for an MBA in Reykjavik, Iceland was that I went on Google and said, best MBA in Europe. And up came London Business School. So I thought, oh, I think I want to go there. I looked at some pictures and the houses were beautiful. And we know London is a great city too. And it's only two and a half hours plane ride from Iceland. Now, the MBA 
was probably, I don't have the exact number anymore, but let's say $50,000 or 50,000 pounds, which is a lot more, more like $60,000, yeah. Plus uh, flying over there every second weekend, uh, either staying in a hotel or having a small apartment. We were looking at a pretty big cost. And I could have told myself, Sigrun, you cannot afford this. You don't have the money. But I asked myself, how can I make this happen? We were in the process of selling one of the companies that I had been in charge of. And my boss wanted me to go back to the previous company. So basically, instead of having 70 employees, he wanted me to go back to the smaller company I'd been running before with 15 employees. In some ways, it felt like a downgrade. For me, yes, at the time. But my boss was thinking, oh, it's great to have Sigrun there. She's continued to grow the business and then ultimately will sell that company too. But this was my leverage. I reached out to the same guy I made the phone call to uh, two years earlier and said, here's the deal. I would like to do an MBA in London. I happily will go back to the smaller company and help you grow it. And we will double uh, the value of it. And you can sell it off with a profit. But I would like to do an MBA and I would like you to pay for it. And what did he say? Okay. We made a contract. I was committed to work for him for two years after I finished the MBA. That's a very usual contract you would do if a company pays for your MBA. But if, it, if I would lose my job, I would not ever have to pay anything myself, only if I would leave on my own devices. So I got an apartment in London. I flew over there every second weekend and I did my MBA at beautiful and brilliant London business school. So how can you make things happen? By asking yourself the question, how can I make it happen? Another question that has been really helpful for me is, what's the story I want to share? I believe that you can create a story of what will happen by actually imagining yourself into the future, looking back and sharing, writing, uh, communicating a story that you are going to say in the future. And this goes into your subconscious. This is a little bit like a vision exercise. And then it will happen. So in February 2017, uh, I had made 340000 in the year before in 2016. And I really want to start to crush that million dollar mark. Now, tripling your revenue is a lot, but you know, I felt ready for it. I made a plan in January, a typical napkin plan, also in Google Sheets. And I thought, oh, this is a good plan. So in February, I wrote my whole email list that this was the year that I was going to make a million dollars. I basically shared with them the story that I would share with them at the end of the year. 
after I sent that email, actually, I got a little bit cold feet, I must admit. I thought to myself, what if it doesn't happen? What will they think of me? But, you know, I have announced many things throughout my entrepreneurship, and not all of them have come true. But the thing it helps me the most by publicly committing to something and then doing it. I have my clients sometimes do this uh, in trainings to, sh- to write down the story that they would share on stage. I have them imagine that they're at the Self-Made Summit in June uh, 22. I'm trying to say this correctly. 22nd of June 2022. <laughs> I always tend to say this wrong. And I have called them through the red stage because of their amazing achievement in the last 12 months. And they write down the story and they write powerful stories. And because I know this works, I know they're off to the races to make the story happen. And the same happened with my email. Even, you know, I sent the email in February and by August, I was nowhere near my goal. I had made only one third of the million dollar goal But the email pushed me. I said, I I need to make this work. I launched a podcast, this podcast that you're listening to right now. I also had a live event. I had a launch. I sold all, all my mastermind groups. And on December 31st, 2017, I crossed the million dollar mark. So what's the story you want to share? You can make it then happen. Another question that has helped me a lot is what's most important right now? This is a really helpful question when you feel overwhelmed, you are somehow stuck, uh, there's maybe too much going on, you don't know where to go next or what to do next. And even in a crisis, my boyfriend broke up with me. My boyfriend of eight years broke up with me in 2003. And it was a devastating breakup because I found out some horrible things about him and found out that he had been cheating me behind my back for probably four years of our relationship. And uh, it really hit me hard. I didn't know all of these things on the first day of the breakup, but I remember on the first day of the breakup, I drive to work a little bit later than usual because the breakups kind of happened in the morning. And I drive to work and I am just like, it's a fog. Uh, I I don't know where I'm going, what I'm doing. And I tell my sister who was working with me at the time, but I would have approached any uh, team member with this, with these thoughts as well. I told her what just happened and that I just, I'm in no state to do any uh, focused work. And she sat me down. And she just repeated this question, what's most important right now? What can you delegate? What can you do tomorrow or next week? What's most important? And from my long list of probably somewhere between 20 and 30 items that I thought I urgently needed to do, we found three things. I did those three things and then I went home. And I kept on doing this for several days or even weeks. This is all still in a fog with me right now. But 
Sometimes you just got to ask yourself, what's the most important thing right now? What can you delegate? What can you do later? Because that's the only way to get out of this feeling of overwhelm, stuck. Oh, there's just too much going on. No one is a superman or superwoman. And sometimes just doing one thing or two things or three things in one day, that is enough to move forward. So ask yourself, what's most important right now? Another brilliant question to ask is, who do I need? This is a great question when you want to do something new that you haven't done before. And maybe even something you have possibly procrastinated on. And it's a much better question than how do I do this? There's even a whole book on this subject by Dan Sullivan called Who Not How. It is really a game changer because we entrepreneurs tend to think that we need to know how to do everything. And if we learn about a new tool, we Google it. How do I use this? How do I do that? How do I launch? How do I build a business? How do, how do, how do, how do, how do? But the better question the question that's actually going to improve your life and business is who? Who do you need? I have been wanting to write a book for ages and you've probably heard about it if you've been listening to this podcast for a long time. And this is probably the project that I'm most embarrassed about not doing. Typically, when I announce something publicly, typically I do it. But in the case of the book project, I haven't. So what does that mean? Should I Google how to write a book? No, I think I know how to write a book. You sit down and write. But something has been holding me back. I'm worried about that I don't write the right book or I don't structure it correctly, blah, blah, blah. So yes, I don't really know how to write a book because I haven't done it. So I have been procrastinating on this subject probably since 2016. Interesting that it's the same year that I discovered this penthouse apartment building that I'm in. And yeah, the better question is, who do I need? So I decided to hire a book writing coach. Now the book writing coach tells me what to do, when to do it, and even how to do it if I need that. But I needed the accountability. I needed a clear structure, the deadlines. It's pretty much what we do in Kickstart, Accelerator, Momentum. We tell people what to do, how to do it, and when to do it. And it doesn't matter how educated or how experienced you are. We all need someone to hold our hand and kick us a little bit in the butt as well. And so I am excited. I'm actually sharing this for the first time publicly, I think. I am writing my book. The manuscript will be ready November 1st, and it will come out next year. And now there's no way out because I have found a who, and I didn't focus on the how. The last question I want to share with you is, who do I want to be? When you do a vision exercise, a part of it is, who are you in this future vision of yourself? What kind of people do you surround yourself with? Like, who, who are you? What have you achieved? And I remember about 2000, 
13, uh, the year before I started my online business, I created a vision board on Pinterest. I still have it today and I share it sometimes uh, with clients when I'm doing a live training. And I put things on there. I put a, a white house and a red sports car. Interesting. I'm in a white apartment building and I have a red Tesla. Mm, very interesting. And I put there TEDx speaker. Now, this was before I started my online business. And I thought, yeah, one day when I'm more known, I actually thought TEDx was for famous people. I didn't realize actually that regular people can speak at TEDx. But for me, it was a far away dream. And I put it on my Pinterest board. And a year later, I had totally forgotten. Maybe not that I had a Pinterest board, but that it was on there. And I had been doing weekly webinars to build up my email list. And then I had done a launch and offered a program that no one wanted to buy. Just one person bought. I refunded her. And then I offered free online business breakthrough sessions. 90 people booked. And for the next three weeks, I did all those 90 calls. And on one of the calls, there was a woman, project manager, and she was asking for help and I was helping her and I gave her some great advice and she was super happy. Actually, later on, she sent me a spa voucher. She was so happy with the advice. And then when it comes to saying goodbye after the half an hour session, she asked me, well, actually, she said, by the way, I am on the board of TEDx, Sur uh, TEDx Women in Zurich. Would you like to speak at our next event? And I'm like, what? Yes, of course. And I was like, wow, this was on my vision board. Who do I want to be? Paint a picture of who you want to be and share it and start to be that person. She had seen me. Well, it's maybe corrected to say heard me. Well, seen and heard on all these free webinars. And I used the opportunity, even if I was teaching something, I would share stories. I would do share short stories like I'm doing now when I'm demonstrating these questions with you now here. I share a little story to demonstrate the power of each question. And I'd been doing that on these webinars. So the opportunity to speak at TEDx and be actually invited, which is a huge honor, happened through my work happened through me seeing who do I want to be. And that's what you can do too. There are many more questions you can ask yourself and we could go on forever, but I have shared questions that have helped me make my life and business better. But there are many other questions. I'll give you a few examples. How can this feel lighter? How can this be easier? Who can help me get there? How can I work less but earn more? How can I create a business with ease? Who has already achieved what I want to achieve? And so forth. You can improve your life and business by asking yourself better questions. If you want a lighter business that feels more you and makes you more money, then I invite you to apply to receive a personal assessment from one of my expert coaches. Go to the show notes at sig.com forward slash 460 to apply for a free assessment. And let's 
ask better questions to create a better life and business. Thank you for listening to The Sigrun Show. See you in the next episode.